we're all done being... I was about to say we're all done being on our phones, and you immediately looked at your phone. I, <laughs> I was turning the sound phone. off. Okay, turning the sound off. I might need to look something up. Okay. He might need to keep playing bubble game. He might need to keep, keep playing, playing bubble, bubble game. game. Okay, well, we're not playing bubble game. We're talking about me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, here we are on episode number, and I, I was when I was looking through the list this time, I uh, stumbled across what I suspect, based solely on basic descriptions of the movie, is Liam Neeson's only horror movie. And it's almost oh, Halloween. Well, okay. And it's almost, and this episode will be posted on November 1st, because I post on Thursdays, not Wednesdays. And so that's about as close as I could get. So, for thematic purposes, it's really on brand. Well, um, that would be All Saints Day. That's All still Saints appropriate. Day, yeah. uh, my name is Dan. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. And we are here to talk about the movies of Liam Neeson, specifically how much trouble he's in, and rating them on the Liam Neeson peril meter. Uh, this movie, The Haunting, came out in 1999, and this time we took notes to, of things to talk about, so we don't get to the end and go, wait, I need to talk about this. So, The Phantom Menace in this year as well. So, this was a twofer for him. Neither of these movies did particularly well. Meaning episode one. Episode in, one or The, the Haunting. Movie. Both of them... I did not rank well. I Star Wars was nominated for a couple of Academy Awards. The Haunting was not. I unsurprised. I after seeing it, unsurprisingly. Well, I think they they pulled out a lot of stops with regard to computer generated oh they, um, special effects. There were, and I think at the time it probably was fairly revolutionary. But looking back on it, it's certainly no The Rock in the Scorpion King, which. Did that come out in 99? No, no, I don't know when The Scorpion King came out, but that one usually tops a lot of lists of very, very bad special effects. Oh, I don't think the special effects were necessarily... Exactly, that's why that's I said horrible. it wasn't that one. That one was oh. bad. Oh. Uh, I think it was... I think it was all right. Even now, t almost 20 years later, I don't think that the special effects are uh, particularly and some of the, inappropriate. And some of them hit really well, because uh, mm -hmm. when they were doing like a face in a, a flowing curtain, that looked good. When they zoomed in on an imaginary figure crawling under the sheets, it looked really glossy. And that just mm -hmm. was really weird. Like, right. it was plastic. Right. But I think that it's... They even still 20 years later... They haven't figured out textures to their bump maps yet. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that it's... It, I think it was still all right. It didn't feel like we as modern people were looking back at a 20-year-old film thinking, well, that's just lame. Yeah. And I think... In some way, Phantom Menace was also like that, where, True. looking back on it, it didn't feel 20 years old. Right. In the right. way that, uh, I think, Pilgrim's Progress, which we still haven't talked about, felt 40 years old. <laughs> okay. We can't keep dropping hints like that. We'll, ha we'll record that one one day, when we have a day off. Or we'll have to rewatch it again. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. If we, we might, we <laughs> might, we might rewatch it again. It wasn't great. Uh, anyways, so other things that happened in 99 of note... Uh, Movies-wise. Well, I think the big one, as far as special effects goes, is The Matrix. Definitely. The Matrix, uh, having basically set the standard for action... It set the standard for action movies for many years. Mm -hmm. Pioneered filmmaking techniques, including the 360 wraparound shots, which were done with, I think, 36 individual cameras. All mm -hmm. well-timed. It was just crazy. Right. Um, 
also a really blatant Jesus metaphor, which we will, which is another link back to Pilgrim's Progress. Thank you. <laughs> you mean in this movie, not in the Matrix? No, in the Matrix. In the Matrix. The, Matri- the Matrix even... is a. Ma- There's a character named Trinity. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to excuse the mama because <laughs> and a savior. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch the Matrix, so. I'm kind of like the Liam Neeson isn't in that one. We won't be talking about it too much. Uh, American Beauty uh, also came out that year, which Mm -hmm. was a big deal. The Uh, Green Mile. Green Mile. Sixth Sense, which I I think is a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the it's the good Shyamalan movie. Right, right. Uh, Let's see what else. Fight Fight Club. Toy Story Two did good stuff. Tarzan animated uh, back when they still did hand animation. You'll you'll be in my heart. One Um. it it won best original. Ill song, You'll Be In My Heart Did, and it is a good song. Uh, the director, Jean de Bon. Jan de Bont. <laughs> Jan de Bont, if you're going to just speak it with American. a pure American accent. I, okay, go ahead and write <laughs> yeah. to us and tell us how bad we yeah, are. Yeah, please. Uh, please uh, send us uh, letters at I Don't Want Your Letters, uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed the two, the first two Speed movies. I make an assumption there's a third one because it seemed like the kind of franchise they'd make a third one of. That's direct t- to TV or DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Twister, Twister, and Lara Croft. The, well, the second one. The second one, I think, maybe the third one. I don't. Again, I don't remember how many of those they made, but it wasn't the first one. Uh, those are that plus the Haunting are his five directorial things. He also did cinematography work. On Die Hard, Hunt for Red October, All the Right Moves, Lethal Weapon 3, not 1 or 2. So, Jean Debont, Jean Debont, or it's French, I'm sorry, I'm not French. Actually, uh, it's Dutch. It's Dutch? I'm not Dutch either. Oh, then it's Beyond. Oh, it would be Beyond. Beyond. Beyond Debont. Debon. Okay, I'm not Dutch either. Uh, you might be. I might be. <laughs> uh, anyways, the, the guy doesn't make bad movies necessarily. He's not, it's not like when you look up a director and you go like, well, what else does he do? And you go, oh, oh, that makes sense. But if he's a cinematographer, then, you know, he would, that, he did that first. Yeah. So then I think there is. And there was good cinematography work in here. Mm-hmm. They, they use mirrors a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And mirrors are hard to film. Because if you mm-hmm. film a mirror, there's a camera in the shot. Right. But I think mirrors have traditionally been used to be able to set up the shots in a way that gives you just more angles. Yeah, and I think in that aspect, looking back at it, that worked out. Did you just look up how to pronounce his name? Yes, is it Jean I did. De, is it Jean de Bont? Jean de Bont. Jean de Bont. Jean de Bont. Okay, I was, okay, we got there eventually. Okay. This is why we keep Patrick, because okay. he's the king of look it up on the phone. All right. I'm slow. Anyway. Sorry. But you're not fast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, actual movie. I, as opposed to the previous couple of ones we've talked about, it did not open on Liam Neeson. Right. It opened on Eleanor, mm-hmm. played by, she, she She was the one that did not, oddly enough, for being basically the main character of this movie, I don't think she had top above the line billing. You know what the deal was, is that she probably didn't have an agent that... Because the other three major characters of this film are Liam Neeson, Lily Taylor is her name, Owen Wilson, and Catherine Zeta-Jones, who I believe was fairly in the height of her career mode at that time. Well, her agent got her some pretty excellent billing. Yeah. I remember her being in other films of that era mm-hmm. and being quite prominent. And right. Owen Wilson also, this is pretty close to the start of Owen Wilson's career, if the right. compilation of Owen Wilson saying wow for five and a half minutes is anything to go by. Because <laughs> that started in 96. 
Yeah. I that compilation uh, had a hundred and two, I believe, and I think five or six are from this movie. Hmm. So I may be saying "Wow" a couple of times. I'm uh, I'm not going to. In any case, we open on Eleanor, who is having to interact with the worst family I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, that made me care about this character immediately yes. because her family were treating her so poorly. They were t- getting into the specifics of it seems unnecessary when I can say things like, if you watch movies, imagine the family at the start of Harry Potter, but with perfectly reasonable and feeling justified results, not just being a jerk. They, everything they said sounded like they believed it earnestly, Mm -hmm. and everything they believed earnestly was awful. Right. It was, it was cruel, and it seemed And so we immediately set Mm -hmm. this character up as needing some way out and she gets it in the form of a phone call that we don't learn about until the end of the movie right so spoiler alert so she gets a phone call don't hear who's on the phone and then she looks in the newspaper and sees this ad for a sleep study it pays 900 a week which is nuts even now right right wow uh yeah so back in 99 back in 99 that would have been ridiculous I would have a sleep study for $900 a week now. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> but you wouldn't want to be scared that much. Well, we, you know, see, she doesn't know it's a scare study. Because this is where we introduce Liam Neeson, who's playing Dr. Marrow. David Marrow. And, as in Bone Marrow. As in Bone Marrow. But I don't think that comes up. <laughs> and his intention is to trick a group of people who suffer from insomnia, but also other mental things into participating in a fake study so he can study fear. Because he's a college professor and he needs to publish or perish. Exactly. I don't think they say it in as many words, but he definitely has mm-hmm. that mentality of people need, this needs to be solved and I can solve it. He needs to study it and so that he can yeah. help people. Yeah. Why is he studying fear? Because fear is is something that is a negative uh situation with humans and and the responses of fear with the adrenaline and stuff like that is supposed to make a person stronger by from an instinctual standpoint physiological standpoint but and his uh counterpoint to that is that people don't get afraid when they're in situations where they need to have an adrenaline rush like caveman days you get fear when you see the saber-toothed tiger and you need the adrenaline rush because you do not want to be near the saber-toothed tiger. Now you get fear when you take an SAT. And you do not need the adrenaline rush to go away from the SAT. <laughs> the SATs, I mean, one, it's not going to chase you. Two, don't leave during your SATs, kids. They're important. Right. But that's his point is he wants to figure out why people are afraid in situations where they shouldn't be or something like that. And yeah. the phrase he used that we did write down is... Rats aren't told that they're in a maze. Because if you told people, we're going to pay you $900 a week, okay, we're going to practice how, we're going to look at how scared you are. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Right. So he well, tricks... the mostly sane people. Mostly sane people, yes. <laughs> it wouldn't make a good movie plot. True. <laughs> you don't tell yeah. the rats they are actually yeah. in a maze. So Eleanor shows up at Large Spooky House. Uh, we looked up which large spooky house this was. It was built in the mid-1800s. Yeah. In... It's in England. In Worcestershire, Sauce, England. Or something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking it up on my phone. Lancaster. 
Lincolnshire. I was close. Lincolnshire. You're so funny. Lincolnshire. No, it's sure. I know it's sure. Okay. Um, you were sure of it. I found it interesting that she went into this very large spooky house with, by the way, loud doors. Oh, our subwoofers <laughs> work, by the way, in case you were wondering. This sounded... And she didn't seem afraid. Yeah, she didn't seem afraid of this In this house. big spooky house. No. Uh, and this is despite the fact that the man who opens the door, who opens the gate for her, lets her in, is being very shifty. On the levels of Scooby-Doo villain. It's... Bruce Dern, by the way. That's probably the, the cheesiest part of this thing. It was. Yeah. Is there, there is the groundskeeper and his and wife. wife. Yeah. Who are... Not believable characters. Not believable. It is very much, you should turn back. <laughs> there are things here. <laughs> Bye. We, we, very scooby We always go home before dark. <laughs> no one comes here in the dark. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Bye. But that served a purpose. Because Eleanor gets told the, we don't stay here at night, ooh, speech. <laughs> and she looks kind of apprehensive. Because, I mean, you would well, be. Right. Then Catherine Zeta-Jones' character shows up, Theo. She is hot, she is the hot one. If you, look at, if you look at your horror movie tropes, we have the normal one, Eleanor. Wearing white. Wearing, she does end up wearing white. We'll get there. We have the hot one, Catherine Zeta-Jones. We have the smart one. Liam Neeson, and we have, spoiler alert, the dumb jock one, Owen Wilson. <laughs> We've covered most of our bases. We're so, good now. once the hot one arrives, and she gets into her room, the uh, ground sweeper's wife, the housekeeper, starts in on exactly the same speech, in exactly the same tone of voice. And I immediately begin rolling my eyes. Because you because need exercise. It's like, oh, it's so dumb. And then halfway through, Eleanor starts doing the speech for her. Like, they start finishing each other's sentences and she's doing it in the same tone of voice and she gives like a smirk to the housekeeper and at that point i wasn't sure if she believed it dearly or if she was being sarcastic and that was really interesting or if there was a demonstration of of the fact that eleanor the character eleanor had some substance yeah it you was, know, I mean, like, yeah. this is an aware person. Yeah. And, and maybe they were, maybe they were using that to, to make it clear that she, even though during portions of the movie, people thought she was absolutely nuts. Yeah. That she really wasn't nuts. Yeah. She really knew what she was doing. And then Owen Wilson's character gets introduced. He's forgettable. Uh, <laughs> he, he, they, he doesn't get the whole spiel. So they kind of skip over his introduction a lot. And then Liam Neeson and two assistants arrive, one of which we'd seen, and one of which was a new guy. The new guy disappears entirely eventually. Yeah. Fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. He just stops being there. I don't even remember if he has any lines. Uh, Maybe during the scene where they're all having dinner. If he has lines, it's really minimal. Yeah. And mm -hmm. right after mm -hmm. the assistant gets injured, he takes her away. and Yes, and they just will hack off. They're uh, gone. So, right at this point is where we start seeing that there's something up with this house. Because the assistant is walking around, and she's talking like she knows something. Like, like she, she knows, knows there's, that more there's, there's story. more going on in this house. Yeah. And we do that thing that... And the movie does that thing that horror movies do, where something else is happening, and we cut to a spooky thing happening while 
normal talking continues so we know what to pay attention to. Yeah. In this case, it is, uh, is, goes in on a harpsichord, piano? Harps, harpsichord. Some kind of mallet-stringed instrument. It, it was a harpsichord. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see many harpsichords. I think harpsichords are plucked, Well, she was playing hammered. it. In any case. She was playing it yeah. before dinner. Yeah. In any case, she, we see one of the uh, tightening screws being over-tightened. So when she wanders around the room, musing to herself and brushing her hand on things, she idly brushes her hand along the strings, and the overly tightened one snaps and, like, rips her in the eye. Yeah, she gets a good face She gets a good face messing, which then, everyone freaks out. The, the, uh, The fine assistant takes the messed up assistant in Liam Neeson's car, and they go away. And then it becomes dark, and we don't go there in the dark. So we know the assistants can't come back. Did you know that there was another opportunity to show Eleanor's importance and and the quality of her intelligence when the assistant got hurt? What did she do? She Eleanor grabbed a glass, a small glass, and put it over her eye so the blood wasn't getting in her eye. That I was, don't know if that's yeah. a good thing or not and it, a good thing. But it was another opportunity for character development for Eleanor. Yeah. I... Uh... At what point do you want to mention what kind of car Eleanor has? Oh, I don't know where, when that's appropriate. Maybe when they crash it into the gate. Oh, we'll talk about when they crash <laughs> it into the gate. Uh, so, now we get to nighttime when it is dark and we don't go there it's in the dark. Spooky. It's spooky. It's very spooky. And there are... First, uh, previously they had uh, slightly lampshaded some children's heads... Above a fireplace in Eleanor's room. Well, they're be- they look like beautifully carved figureheads, but there are five of them. Yes, over it- the center of the fireplace, and then two groups of three on the side pieces of the and fireplace. There are children's heads as a motif in much of this house. Mm-hmm. It's they're well done. Props to the cre- to the prop team, mm-hmm. but. I this gets lampshaded early by her saying they are beautiful and the housekeeper saying they take a long time to dust. But while she's laying in bed. The heads all turn to look at her. Yeah, it's, that's a little... It's a little weird. This first time that it's night, what happens first? What's the first I thing? I don't know. All the creepy nighttime things run Creep, together. To creepy me. nighttime things Mostly happen. noise. There's a lot of noises. And the door gets rattled. Yep. D- door getting rattled, which she and Theo hear, but Luke, Owen Wilson's character, does not. There's a lot of some people hearing things and some people not going on in this movie. Uh, there's faces appearing in blowing curtains or out of fabric, usually. It's mm-hmm. fabric contorted to show a face pushing sure. up underneath it, which is good as creepy things go. It's not mm-hmm. spooky monster, right. but it's very unsettling. Uh, and as the movie progresses, Liam Neeson uh, is recording what he's finding, and eventually Eleanor finds out. She hears right. the recordings. Right. And it all starts to sort of tumble down because... Eleanor is freaking out because she's the only one who ever sees everything. Uh, the other two are freaking out because Eleanor is freaking out. And Dr. Marrow decides, you know what? Here's why you're all here. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm pulling the plug. We're just going to end it right now because... But El- El- Eleanor has also discovered within the house documentation... Of what happened. Of what actually happened in the house. Yeah. Because this is an old spooky house where old spooky things happen. And she's discovering that it's not just legend, it's true. Yes, and I don't know if she, I don't know if it was ever really discussed whether she actually is descended from these people or just believes she is. Because 
I think she believed that she needed to help yeah. the children, and she didn't realize that this was her actual yeah. family until yeah. the very end. And, yeah, as uh, as spookiness progresses, Eleanor becomes more... Yeah, yeah things really Rockets. start going up when things start going wrong to everyone. When when did the peril scale ramp up significantly for Liam Neeson? When he was the last one to leave the conservatory. And the statue, uh, the fountain the statue hand grabbed him and pulled him under the water and started spitting blood. Yeah. <laughs> In case you were worried about whether this movie was subtle or not, it's not. <laughs> so. And that fountain was then spitting uh, cherry Kool-Aid. Yes. Well, it was delicious yes. cherry Kool-Aid. I've made fake blood. It's not cherry Kool-Aid. It's... It was too watery. It wasn't fake blood. It was yeah, cherry Yeah, no. That's fake true. blood is a lot thicker than that. You have to use uh, a lot of corn syrup. Uh it's pretty. It, it tastes like a really too sugary milkshake. It's really weird. Uh, <laughs> but we digress. But we digress. Uh, as things continue to ramp up, everyone is starting to be in very much trouble. Uh, Owen Wilson has an accident. Uh, <laughs> a giant statue of a lion type of accident. Okay, where that's all we're gonna say about that. Yeah, he he is sir no longer appearing in this film. <laughs> uh, Eleanor ends up in a room up. No, no, no. We skip. We skipped because Owen Wilson. The big because Owen Wilson crashed the car trying to escape. Yes, he did crash the car. They were trying to get out through the gate, and which he is, said, which is locked." And he said, "Eleanor, I need your car because her car is a." And goes to get her lovely gremlin. It was probably a you know late seventies model. Gremlin, I don't know when something. did they make. I gremlins? would drive one of those. But then again, I would probably drive any car. But it was a gremlin, and Owen Wilson. Clearly, that character did not know how to drive if you're going to crash a gate. Because Girl as he approached the gate, he skidded sideways and hit the gate sideways. That's wasting a lot of your momentum right there. That, his character was not smart. Yes. I think that was the deal. And he almost got trapped in a burning car. Yes. They had to smash out the windows of her poor gremlin uh, and extract him. And then he goes back inside and then he has an accident. Mm -hmm. But it was a oh 70s gremlin for sure. The, well, because... We're looking on the internet because everything on the internet is true. Most um, of it. 1970 to 1978, American mm -hmm. Motors Corporation yeah. Yeah. made so the ground. So it was in the 70s, yeah. definitely. So here it is, a 1999 movie. Well, it's, you have to think about She talked about how... She was in purgatory She was in purgatory for 11 years because she was taking care of her mother. Yeah. And this will become relevant right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is so relevant to our actual family life oh because there was an assembly plant in kenosha wisconsin oh we know someone from there okay okay now she's what she she she's one of those beautiful women from wisconsin that guy in love actually was gonna go find <laughs> okay now we're done uh anyways uh we're gonna talk about her poor mother's failing health for 11 years right now because it magically becomes relevant true i uh, at her apartment in the beginning eleanor goes to the room where her mother was. We know that it was because there's a bedpan and very... It's not like modern medical equipment because this was 20 years ago, but there's a few signs that this is very much the room where you have someone... Who was an invalid. I think there was an IV stand, Probably. a bedpan. But everything is very... Yeah. Everything has been cleaned up. So any mess she made on her way off of this mortal realm mm -hmm. has been cleaned up, but the room has not been returned to being a normal room yet anything else it's yes. still it's still the room in which she took care of her yeah. mother and at this point in the if we are going to go back to the third act where we're at we're uh eleanor has run into the house and 
Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson are trying to find her because they want to leave, and Eleanor doesn't want to leave. They want Eleanor to go. They want with Eleanor. Them. To... Why doesn't Eleanor want to leave? Because these are her children, and she has to stay with them. The children need her. Children help. need her. So they find her eventually in a in this random room of this giant spooky mansion, and it's that room from her apartment. It looks like the mother sick room. Yeah, it's exactly that room, except with a different door because it has a spooky mansion door. And she's there playing some old Victrodrome or what? Well, it look it's a, a, what, a Thomas a Edison. Up, Thomas Edison would have had a weird name for it. It looks like a giant music box. It does that you would wind it up and then it would it would play the tune. And she's be she's acting very kind of fugue statey, which they bring up earlier sure. that she was she's in a fugue state and that's how she's acting now. And they get her out to the main room. And there's big kerfuffles, and people, stuff people not named Eleanor are pushed away, and Eleanor stands tall because Ghost Dad appears. <laughs> and because it's all about family. Because it's all about family, and she it's, says so very loudly. It's about family. It's always been about family, is the quote. And she stands tall versus Ghost Dad, and forces Ghost Dad to go away now, and Ghost Dad pushes her into a previously established giant door. How tall do you think that door was, Patrick? I don't know. All the doors were huge. No, but that... That particular door? That the one, door that was purgatory? 25 feet? I think oh, maybe Oh, I don't know that it was that it tall, was, but it, it, was was at least per, three, it was... It was at least three people tall. It was That's at least it. three people tall. Probably more and than three people. it was carved with... They described it earlier in the movie as, it, as purgatory of mm-hmm. souls in anguish and stuff like that. And... The ghosts pull her into the door, and the people on the door... But doesn't the, her ghost great-grandfather, he gets pulled... Sucked into he, the door and disappears. And becomes part of the door. Yeah, and she face. is held up by the door, and they slowly lower her to the floor, where she untimely He's, demises. She's unconscious, and then... Turns into dead. a ghost, and goes up and flies around with ghost children. Mm-hmm. Who and, have been released. Who have but been released, have and, been everyone released ha- and, from the door. and everyone is happy now. Because they were trapped. And then it is light, and the groundskeepers come back and see the gremlin in the middle of the gate. And they ask, well, they, well it was something like... It's really cheesy. Did you, he said did something... You, did you find what you were looking for, or something like did that? Did you find what you were looking for, Doctor? Yeah. And the Which movie ends lame. on Catherine Zeta-Jones' hot face, and then they pull out to a helicopter shot of the place, and then it's done. And then there's really... Uh, well, the, con- the, the context for the circus music. There was circus music. Yeah. There is a room in this house that is a, a carousel, not with horses. Well, and a hall of mirrors it's as well. A cir- yeah. This particular room is a circle, constantly slowly rotating, with mirrors on all sides. And at the beginning, they go in this room and it's playing circus music, and they're having fun. Like carousel music. Here, Eleanor comes back into this room... When she's being haunted by the spirit of her ancestor who was trying to protect the kids. And it's very terrifying for her. And it was a good use of reusing a room for multiple purposes, which I liked. The fact that they used the circus music for, alright, we're gonna fade to black, and circus music. That was odd. And for was, the titles. Was really odd, because it was like, we're going to start the credits now. do 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 You'd think Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah. <laughs> it was very odd. But 
overall, it was not as scary as I thought it was going to be. No. This, this was... was scary in the way that I think Ghostbusters is scary, in that it has scary concepts. It has concepts that appear scary, but it is not given the chance to be scary. Ghostbusters does it on purpose. Well, and I think this it's movie, not scary like Hitchcock. Some, well, oh, some scary movies have intentional things to startle you, and well, that's their well, only purpose. That's different. Uh, right. Denizens of the Internet may know about a series called Zero Punctuation, which I like very much. It's very crass, and the guy has strong opinions when he talks about he talks about video games. And it's very funny, at least I think so. And he talk, he's talked about the three different kinds of horror. One is the kind where a monster jumps out of the closet and goes a bloogie woogie woo. Mm-hmm. Right. Which this one kind of is... At times. At times. There's the kind where the monster stands behind you, and you know that he's going to go a bloogie woogie woo, but he's not doing it, and the tension does it. That Hitchcock does that really well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Then there's the kind where the monster stands on the other side of a well-lit room with a sign reading, I'm going to go a bloogie woogie woo now. Which... <laughs> Which, this one can be at times as well, where you're given far too long to see the scare coming for it to be scary. Right. Well... It's more of a thriller than a a horror movie, really. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. Well, we gotta give it a peril scale meter. The scale doesn't kick in until at least halfway through the movie. I was thinking we were at a zero for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, it really kicks in heavily when when they're in the conservatory. And heavily kicking in is good, but that's got to be balanced out with the fact that it was at a zero for most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think if we were only looking at the second half, this would be re- nine. This, this would be a nine or a it'd ten. Be, yeah, it'd because be he is in cons- he is constantly crapping himself. Right. But with the beginning taken into account, I mean, we don't want to just have these at five, do we? Does, no. Does no. A zero, does a zero no. at the start and a ten at the end? You know the the Neapolitan ice cream of movies. No. 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 I think I I think your uh, my vote would probably be a eight. Oh, I was gonna maybe say a seven. Six. I was right. gonna, I was gonna say six. Oh, okay. Then majority rule. Majority I rule. I can accept that. Okay, right. so we're gonna go with a six on the pearl meter. Uh, we don't rate the movies as far as goodness of overall movie. I wouldn't recommend it. Necessarily, yeah. it was a little goofy. Uh, it's a good reminder that Owen Wilson says "wow" a lot. So if you uh, know someone that doesn't know that Owen Wilson says "wow" a lot, go ahead and explain that joke to them, or do as we did and pause the movie in the middle and watch some YouTube. We, in fact, paused the movie at the last one, the last time he said "wow" in this movie. In this movie, <laughs> and since it's early in his in his film career, uh, that showed up really quickly in the five and a half minute YouTube compilation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our speaker yeah. system sometimes cuts out when it's quiet for a while. I've noticed that. In case you guys hadn't, our speaker system. Yeah, if it, if it, if something goes quiet for a little while, the speakers will turn off for a sec, which is why sometimes you miss things. Oh, you mean on our actual on our actual speakers? Oh, we need. I'm just saying that's why it happens. Well, okay then. We learn something new every day. Hmm. Now you know our speakers don't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tune in next week when we're not going to look at a scary movie. Oh, because we won't be here? What? <laughs> oh, crap. You're right. <laughs> okay. There is a running family joke that no one gets told anything. I was told. I didn't remember. <laughs> Tune in next week when either I do this by myself or you may be getting special guest friends on the internet. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun, yeah. Or I'll be spe- jealous. specialer guest, maybe one of the brothers will show up. 
Maybe. One of the brothers would probably enjoy doing this. Sam you? was going to do it when because he was here on a Thursday, but he went home to early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we could pull that off. I uh, next week <gasps> will be a wait thing. a minute. Oh, in two Thursdays, you know who's going to be here? <gasps> Otto and Katie and Chris. <laughs> okay, then that'll definitely be spe- special episode time because I oh I bet we uh, I bet you I could get you to to dodge Dark Man because I bet you they would absolutely <laughs> love to watch a terrible movie. <laughs> All right, Dark we'll Man's see. bad. Don't watch your kids. All right, we're done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>